0: Uh, a lot of curiosity on a lot of the topics that you cover in your videos. And, uh, you know, you cover topics from anything from like uh, psychic weaponry to underground civilizations to our DNA not being – it's being extraterrestrial origin.
1: And uh, I just – it's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah, it is. I try to, well, first off, thank you for having me, but I try to cover like a, a bunch of different bases and I try to find connections where there seem to be, not where y- you want them to be, so to speak, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like, for example, I try to um, focus more on the religious side of things or the, spir- sorry, the spiritual side of things rather in certain episodes. And then I start to realize through research, it, with for example the um an example would be a psychotronic weapons that I did uh, last week, an episode how through certain documentation, the military's actually been able they they seem to imply at the very least that there's an understanding that they have that I guess you could say i don't mean to summarize it like so black and white but that the the outside world doesn't so to speak mm-hmm. and so that's how i try to I, I try to make those connections within those things mm. Yeah, and you
0: um, definitely do a good job of it, man. I think the energy that that you have in that, you're welcome. The the energy that you have in your videos, you can tell that uh, you're just passionate about what these topics are. And these topics are just like uh, out of this world, man. It's stuff that I think people need to be talking about. And um, Yeah, so I mean, we can get into like all that stuff later on. But uh, if you want to just like give a little bit about yourself and how you came to be on this path and then a little bit about you know, your basic philosophy of life and then we can just get right into the combo, man.
1: Yeah, sure. So basically what happened was I started looking over the years, like the past three, four years for channels on YouTube or the internet in general that had to do, that dealt with trying to find the, the connection between technology, um, different theories or like proposals of of extraterrestrial life and how that may intertwine with what's happened in the past, like with uh, ancient scriptures and and writings and stuff like that. And I realized there wasn't really any channel out there that did that. Now, I don't mean to like, you know, denigrate anyone else who's trying to do that, but there didn't seem to be a direct connection. It was more like channels that focused on documentary style kind of things. And yeah. so I realized I said to myself, you know, what? I might as well give it a shot and try to make the, the connections that people seem to, to know about because it's nothing really new per se. Um, but it's just something that's like when I take a step back and I look at the big picture of it, it's, it's almost like the puzzle is there. The pieces are on the table, but it's not all put together. And that's something that I try to do with the channel. That's the that's the main goal, at least. So, do you think, you think it's your job to put the
0: puzzle pieces into a, a, a well thought out puzzle where everybody can understand?
1: Right. So, like, I'm not trying to prop myself up. I think anybody else could do it. I just think no one else has done it. Yeah. Speak. At least yeah. in the in style or in the way that I try to present it. Like, for me, I understand that people in general are, are busy, especially in today's day and age people, they want things done quick. They want things, you know, they want to, if they want to do something on the computer, they want it done quick and fast. So I don't really, that's why I don't push my episodes past half an hour. Cause yeah. I don't see people sitting through a full, you know, 40, 45 minute an hour. And if they do fantastic, but that's why in my episodes, some of them are seven minutes. Some of them are 15. Some of them are, are 25, right? Because, I try to make it as, as simplistic as possible. Yeah. Like straight to the point. That's
0: right. And kind of, right. that's the kind of world we live in, honestly. Right. You have to be like that. That's, that's what I like about it, is it. And you, I've been down on rabbit holes on your channel, man. Like I, I could just go from, like, I don't know, just like so many different topics. And uh, that's, what's cool is like, you, you know, if, if you did make an hour and a half long documentary style video, then I, it just like I, you would probably lose my interest by the first one like it's cool that it's like you just make it easily digestible
1: and just straight to the point right and well that's the thing too because when I, I I make a very strong point in most of my episodes or at least I try to in that in some cases people will say to me some people are polite others not so much but they'll say to me how do you go from this subject to that subject and how could you say this is a fact and it's like listen guys I never say anything is for a fact unless i can provide evidence to support it so i always tell people i'm not trying to uh, fear monger but i'm also not trying to preach in a in a more extreme way if that makes sense i just want people to consider it like there's mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people misunderstand that there's a big difference between considering something and believing something yeah mm-hmm. so i think there, there's a big difference in that and i think In the beginning, people used to kind of, I guess you could say rip on me because they used to say, how do you know this for sure? And this and that. And then as I released more and more episodes, and I started making it clear uh, that it's to be taken with a grain of salt to the extent that you want to perceive it as, or how much you want to consider it. It's not something that I'm trying to shove down people's throat and say, this is how it is, right?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. You're just trying to start like the conversation you kind of like just get people's minds going out of the default mode network and kind of like maybe see outside the box a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to accept every
1: single thing that you're saying. Like you probably don't accept everything that you say, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like that, that's the thing too. And if I could give one more example, the perfect example, I think I've had encountering people online and in person would be the simulation theory, because I don't know if you want to dive into all that, but th- just as a quick example, like, it's all about the perception of it. And what's interesting about the simulation theory that I find is that a lot of people can't grasp that concept because all they think about is that everything they think of the matrix pretty much that everything is code, so to speak. But when you bring it down to a more like granular level and when you realize that everything is connected, whether you believe it spiritual, spiritual wise religiously or through science everything is energy in a certain sense. It's all vibrating. It's all uh, very tightly compact together. Right. So to say that that may have been, or or still is some type of creation by a much larger form of consciousness or what have you, um, I I wouldn't rule it out. Right. And (laughs) you, you have scientists saying that there's a 50, 50 chance that this may be a possibility. And I think the more, Research I do, the more episodes I release, the more people are, they reach out to me and they message me, and they say what you're making sense is slowly adding up more and more,
0: yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man, I think that's so true like that that made me think of the Nikola Tesla quote where he says, "If you want to know the mysteries of the universe, study it in i think vibrations, uh do you know the quote it's like vibrations energy, and it's
1: it's like pretty yeah much what you you're vibrations, and I forgot the third one, but I know exactly what you're talking about,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you do go to those depths, it is—it's like, oh, there has to be something else going on. The universe is so—if we can understand how crazy it is in that manner, then it's the—the t- the truth is stranger than fiction. It's definitely a lot crazier than how we can understand it to be. But right. the, from what we understand, it's insane still.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think I would dare to say we haven't even cracked, maybe. A two, three percent of what's out there, right? And I think mm-hmm. the problem is, is that when there's cover-ups and there's and there's secrets, and I think it makes it much more complicated. It, it brings it into a layer of depth that's so there's so much BS around it, so to speak, that even if there's a little bit of truth within it, it's very hard to dig out just because you're digging through so much crap that once you get through to the end and you find the truth so to speak you may not even believe it to be the truth yeah because you're going through so much bs the whole time right yeah
0: it's just there's just so much information on the internet
1: nowadays and you just have to know how to sift through all the shit and that's and that's another thing too um when it comes to like psychological warfare i think that no, I don't believe that any human is smarter than any other human, so to speak. Everyone's got their own specialties and all that. But when people say, uh, for example, the, the CIA or a certain government agency is covering it up and they try to make it sound mysterious. What I try to do on the show, maybe I'm not succeeding, but what I try to do is tell people, listen, there is a, like these are human beings. The the CIA, for example, they're a group, they're a collective group of human beings, nothing really more than that. Now, do they have resources that we don't? Absolutely. But are they maybe intellectually smarter than us? There are certain people in, in their field, sure. But the thing is about all that is that they, when they cover things up, they think in the same method that we do uh, because we're all human, so to speak. So when it comes to covering something up, psychological warfare has been used in so many different ways, whether it's by hiding the truth in plain sight by ridiculing it through the media or through other ways of leaking bits of the truth while wrapping the rest of it with with BS. And so that's why when, for example, I I do episodes on FBI documents or CIA documents that have become declassified or leaked, so to speak, I always have to play devil's advocate to consider that they may be leaking this on purpose. And this may, in fact, be complete BS to not just deceive the people, but to deceive uh, any adversaries overseas or anything like that. Wow.
0: Yeah. And that's a very advanced uh, way to think, man. To like, Because I do read CIA disclosures. And I read like you know FBI disclosures too, and i 'm just like, "Well, why are these declassified it doesn 't make any sense like, so you think there's like there 's a certain way that um, they actually leak these out on purpose, and it is to just deceive us and make us think a different way about
1: what 's going actually going on well, to give you a, a quick um, well first i 'll say, I think that in many cases that is the case, and I think that they when they leak stuff, I think it's done deliberately. And I always have to play the different angles because the thing is, is for example, I won't name any websites, but when I'm on certain websites and I see certain uh, topics growing exponentially in popularity, like it's being, let's say liked or upvoted and then you look into it and it's kind of like the CIA has released these documents. It's only for a handful of reasons. It's either because, they want to slowly prepare the public for what may come, even though I think they'll probably do that more through the media than through documents. I don't think most people wake up in the morning, go going, let me search Google for a PDF declassified CIA document, right? (laughs) Whereas they might see, let's go catch a movie and much more likely to to instill some type of subliminal programming in their minds through a movie than through a document. But I still think nonetheless, it's either because I mean, the whole thing when they say they've been forced by regulations and laws to, to declassify, I think that's a load of crap to tell you the truth. I think that they put things out, um, purposely to prepare people or to deceive or a little bit of both to just cause confusion, to add more to the, to the mess, so to speak. That's the
0: CIA's job, right? Psychological warfare in a way. Hello? I think I lost you, man.
1: Hello? Sorry, sorry.
0: Might have to take an intermission break on this one. I think we lost
1: him. Oh, man. Oh, oh can you hear me? Yeah. All right. We're good to go. All right, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's, if it's my internet, I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I have no clue either, but Hey, as long as you come back. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, one thing I wanted to say too, if, uh, if you had something to say as well, but I wanted to mention, um, and I have it, I, I did an episode on it, but I haven't released it yet, which is, and I think it's very interesting. So um, there's a, a set, there's about, I think, give or take 50 nuclear uh, warheads and or materials that have gone missing in the last, 60, 70 years, um, by the us government, either misplaced or missing. And this ties in with the psychological warfare thing. I, I mentioned in the episode that it's very possible. The odd thing happens because we're all human. We all make mistakes. I mean, soldiers could be as perfectly trained as possible, but they'll still screw things up. Um, but I bring out the possibility that these nuclear materials and weapons may be misplaced on purpose as a sort of a a stage or a front for them to use these nuclear materials for things that they're officially not sanctioned to use it for, so to speak. Uh,
0: So for example,
1: one of them would be the machines, the drilling machines they use to create the underground tunnels the underground military bases, they reportedly run through anywhere from seven to 10 miles a day. And these nuclear, I don't know exactly obviously how they work, but they're nuclear based and they pretty much melt rock. Like it's nothing. And so they're officially not sanctioned to even do any of this, right? This is part of their so-called black budget program. So I bring up the proposal that because of the fact that some may be missing, it may have been, um, a pre-planned sort of attempt to cover up a, what they want the public to think was a mistake when in reality, they never really screwed any operation up. Nothing really went missing. It was just for them to claim it went missing so they can then use that weapon or that warhead or material to be applied to their, um, their drilling machines to build the underground bases. I mean, yeah,
0: that doesn't, that doesn't seem too far fetched to be honest with you, man. It's, Compared to what
1: they've done before, no, not to me at least. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, if if it is some kind of covert operation to use on nuclear facilities, then they're gonna not want other. They're not really gonna want anyone to know (laughs) the capabilities of it because that's how you stay powerful, right? It's like you just keep secrets. Real gangsters move in silence. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) It's it's true. It's a hundred percent true. I I couldn't agree with you more. And then that's the thing too. Like when I. When I looked at that, I said, I go, and I started looking through all over the internet for it. I went into the, the darkest corners possible, but well, not, you know, you know what I mean? Right. As yeah. far as I could, could probably go in, in an afternoon. And I realized how come this hasn't been brought up or covered or, or proposed before. And so that's why I, I said to myself, um, why not cover it myself? Because no one has seemed to cover it yet. Right. Yeah. So, so that you,
0: that's your job with all of these topics that you go over in your
1: videos. It's like, well, no one else is doing okay. it. Why not me? Pretty much. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's topics I covered that have been covered many times before, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I always try to, if I cover something that I've covered before, I try to bring a different aspect to it that hasn't been brought before. And some people call BS on it. Other people say it's absolutely possible. All I say is that I respect the people who say it's BS just as much as the people who believe it, because it is just another, I guess you could say, um, path they chose to take when they, when they considered it and then they formulated their thoughts and they think it's not true. And that's the whole point of what my my channel is too, in some aspects, like you don't have to believe or uh, anything, everything that I say or everything that I put out there because neither, neither do I, but I just ask people to consider it. And if you consider it and you still think it's BS, then fantastic, because I'd love to hear your opinion just as much as the other guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like we said before, man, as long as you just, you're starting the conversation, I think that's a, that's an honorable job. Like, is you just putting the information out there for people to either call BS at
1: or believe. Right. Well, exactly. Exactly. I mean, people have said like, you know, how can you, uh, how can you prove this and things like that? I, I put all the, at least for people who watch on YouTube, I put all of the resources and articles in the description and so i always tell people you can you can check it out for yourself so when people say you know i I don't believe it where you getting from it's like listen i didn't i didn't just wake up in the morning and and make up a story and started and filmed an episode and then that was it right yeah so
0: (laughs) yeah that's awesome man i think that's and that's why i wanted to have this conversation with you because i felt that vibe like i I could see exactly what you were doing thank you And and the same goes for you as well thank you god thanks man so I want to get back to something you said in the beginning. Sure, it's been in my head. You said that, like your main philosophy, it seems to be where you started from and stemmed from uh, extraterrestrial extra, extraterrestrials being of spiritual origin, and you kind of want to find the proof to that. So what what's the
1: what what's some things that you found on your journey that kind of leads you to believe that? Well, you see that. What I found is that when I go through um, eyewitness accounts and different documentation and all that, and I look through, and I I speak to people who've had different experiences, the more I, 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 at least I personally would like to not believe, but am led to think, based on my research, that spirituality, as in the paranormal and all that, is something that these extraterrestrial beings maybe not all of them, but assuming there's different species of them, they seem to understand much better than we do. There seems to be some type of connection between the two. And I think, and this is just my humble opinion, but I think people are making a big mistake separating and dividing the difference between paranormal and extraterrestrials. I think people look at it as one and one when I think like very separate, when I think it should be a little closer like that. That's, That that's what I think personally. And I mean, in a certain way I can I can understand and respect it, but at the same time I'm a little bit baffled when I come across people that believe in the paranormal but not in extraterrestrials or vice versa. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm not saying they're wrong to believe in one and not believe in the other. I'm not saying that at all, but I feel like there's a synergy between the, the ideologies that that manifest between paranormal experiences and extraterrestrial ones. Now, okay, fine. Extraterrestrial ones, the people who claim to have had experiences, it was pure abductions every single time, which is, I guess you could say is a little bit uh, odd, but mainstream society has made it that way. So it's yeah. not so odd anymore, but And the people that claim to be abducted, all of them are looked at like they're crazy. Right. And so that's what another thing I try to do is just try to view it from a grounded level, Mm -hmm. assuming the person doesn't have a, a medical history of psychosis or anything of the sort. Right. And so when I look at that, I say, okay, I don't think people realize that when, for example, someone claims to have been contacted by a being in a higher dimension or either that, or they've been uh, abducted physically in this realm. I, I start to notice, I start to realize that the abduction stories, they tend to add up and all be the same in the sense that what they're viewing, what they're seeing is very similar to that of what, Uh, people go through in a negative paranormal experience which is that in some cases they hallucinate or see things or have feelings or intuitive feelings that are just not good and it seems like these beings when they abduct these people tend to know how to harness that and I think science can merge that and I think they understand that this there's a certain science that can merge the two and create this sort of how can I explain it um not to be vague, but energy or spiritual understanding that can manifest itself into deceiving somebody else when they abduct the person. Mm, Wow, man. Yeah. It's almost like being
0: able to control
1: our uh,
0: mind state at will. And that means going deeper into like different dimensions, like different planes, like different realms in these different realms. I guess you could say, just a different plane of existence. Uh, and it seems as though these extraterrestrials can go from that plane to this plane at will. And they can also take
1: us from this plane to that plane at right. will. It, it seems like they can do that. And it also seems like they have, again, there's supposedly um, many different uh, races or, or species and each one seems to have a different I guess you could say agenda, but they all seem to understand spirituality is much more important than at least we seem to, to perceive it to be right.
0: Yeah. So uh, how is it? So why do you think it's, um, what is the, okay. So like, what is the blend? Is it, is it that they are these aliens, aliens can travel to these realms? Like they, they exist in that realm and we just aren't able to access that unless like we do some kind of like crazy meditation or, you know, entheogenic substance. And it's just something that is unaccessable to the, you know, our third density, human consciousness. And, well, I, go
1: oh, so, uh, Well, I, I, think, <laughs> I think that, um, I believe I that think, I think that this actually is much more simplistic, and I'm not an expert, but I, based on my research, I found that to access what these other beings have supposedly uh, claimed to have communicated with us, like the, the, to ascend and all that into higher um, realms of, of spirituality, what I think is the scariest thing is that I think it's easier than we might think. And because the evidence based on ancient archaeology is so right in front of us, but because it's never officially described or explained by an institution in our society, it seems like because most of humanity listens to major institutions, if the institution says, well, we can't explain what this scripture means because, again, it doesn't follow any of our current science, people will just brush it off. When in reality, if you look closer... the answer is almost right there. I mean, there's so many ancient documents, scriptures, texts, readings, that it's almost like, it's like, come on, guys, it's right in front of us, so to speak. Now, could we have been uh, put in a state of amnesia in a certain sense? I think it's very possible because I think that for as many good alien species as there may be out there, I also think that there are ones with, devious agendas not to say that they're evil like in like you know Thanos and in, Mar- in the, the Marvel movies but mm-hmm. to say that like they don't want us to ascend in a certain way which is why I wouldn't um, eliminate the idea that we may be under some kind of amnesia in a certain way amnesia as in we don't know where we came from I uh, Honestly, everything, there seems to be a cycle and I'm still trying to to pin it down, but there seems to be a cycle every five, 10, 15,000 years, even a hundred thousand years, there seems to be some type of reset. And when I say reset, people will say, yeah, maybe a natural disaster causes humanity, humanity to be wiped out. And then, you know, we have to start all over and we don't remember anything, but I mean more than that, because I do believe with the resources and technology we have now, we can preserve things so that if we're all wiped out, we may find a way to uh, have some type of foundation to start over. So when I say amnesia, I talk more about um, spiritual amnesia, as in we're we're constantly being suppressed. And I think that this is where it all connects because the government understands this or not the Certain aspects of the government, let's say, because I don't want to be that guy that says the government and, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> think of everybody. Certain aspects within the government. <clears throat> and I think that they understand it. Maybe they don't fully get it, but they, at least they seem to get it more than we do. Just mm-hmm. because of the, the resources they have to cover things up and to discover things that we simply can't. Wow. Yeah.
0: And it it just lies in the fact of that we are capable of much more like human beings are capable of tapping into much higher states of awareness and
1: consciousness. Right. Well, that's another thing too, because for example, um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I did an episode uh, about savant syndrome and autism and all that. And it seems to be in very specific cases, whether it's autism, uh, Asperger's or savant syndrome, it's almost like, uh, there's there's a glitch in the brain <clears throat> um, when someone goes through a very unfortunate physical accident, whether it's a car accident or, a, you know, they, they fall down a large set of stairs or something. They wake up in the hospital and it's like their brain has been rewired and all of a sudden their mathematical capabilities are like incredible. Mm -hmm. that of a supercomputer, their, their abilities to remember things, their abilities to just everything. They can read books within a matter of minutes. And it's like, it's almost like it's kind of, you know, when, for example, you drop your phone or your computer and it starts doing something it's not supposed to, but you never knew it could do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of like that kind of, it's almost like that type of glitch is seeping through the human brain and savant syndrome, autism or Asperger's is a way of showing that because I've met many people, I've even family as well that that are autistic and I mean, great people. And in the sense that I found on the spiritual side of it personally in my life, autistic people have been able to see spirits or, or other entities much more naturally than that of someone like uh, myself. And the reason why is I think because Autist, autism, Asperger's, or Savant syndrome, as unfortunate as it is, I think on the other side of it, it brings out a sense of purity. It brings out a sense of of you don't – you're more simple-minded with as in your approach to life. Yeah. And I think that – I met many people who claim to – autistic people claim to have seen spirits. And it's almost like um, whether or not they do or it's their imagination, uh, I can say – probably 60, 70% of the time they were telling the truth. The other 40%, I couldn't prove it. But wow. yeah, Maybe the autistic people are the enlightened individuals and we just it, shoot it, them it away. Very <laughs> possible. I mean, it's almost like there's a, a, a seepage that it's kind of like that part of people or that when unfortunately that happens to people, it eliminates one aspect, but it brings out a much brighter one. Hmm, That's really interesting, man. That is, uh, that's crazy. And I don't mean any disrespect to people that, that have it. Cause like I said, I have family that has it too. And, um, it, again, it's unfortunate, but there's so many great things that come out of it in many aspects that they're just, in some cases, they're much more simplistic people, which is why <clears throat> at least what, from my research, it seems like the more pure the soul, the more able you are to see into other, um, I guess you could say, uh, realms or, or, or dimensions, so to speak. What do you, uh, so what's a pure soul? A pure soul. Um, and I'm by no means am I an expert on this, but my, the way I view it is a pure soul is, for example, someone or. Not just a person, even an animal, any form of consciousness that has no guilt, no remorse is, is fully able to accept the mistakes they made in the past and is able to see things for how they are in a very calm, relaxed, sort of almost meditative way, like manner. Yeah. So to, mm-hmm. to, to me, that's what a pure soul is. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's some things I missed, but to me, that's what it is. Yeah. And I would throw like no ill intent in there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. No, no intent to have some type of agenda. And, and it doesn't mean that you have to be an evil person, but it's kind of like if you wake up in the morning with some type of manipulative agenda, and unfortunately that seems to translate more realistically in business. So, which is why when you look at a lot of people who are in business, the it's very hard to find business people that are spiritual at least in my experience yeah. and the odd person who is, it's almost like the second they become spiritual, they, they leave their profession almost right away because they see the greed. They see the, the animosity for, for this thing, for this paper money that doesn't even, I mean, we give value to it. That's all it is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> our, 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 mind gives value to it. That nothing else really. So I, people who I see become more spiritual over time in their adult life, much more in their later years they tend to quit the profession they're in because they just they can't stand it it's kind of like waking up and and drinking poison every morning
0: yeah that's what so, it is you uh it's like it is poison man it is like it's mental poison and it's, it's because if you're like you know you don't have to say every business person doesn't have the capability of being spiritual but i know what you mean like that, that whole right. idea of the love of money and mm-hmm. almost like um associating money with your identity in a way, which that's what happens in business. And if you work all the time and, you know, just money, 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 everything, you, you, you attach your happiness to that when that attachment takes you further away from who you actually are and your, your own identity. So it's like the, it's just like the simple fact of greed will just take us further away from peace, which we think, you know, people think more money is, is going to bring you peace. But if that's all you chase in this world, it's, it's literally quite literally poison for your mind. That's taking you further away from, you know, like a, the cliche, the truth, you know, the truth that's
1: within yourself, within all of us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because when I, when I look at it, it's like, it's not so much the profession they're in, but it's the, the way that the people in that profession behave Yeah, more so than the actual, like what they're doing. I don't see anything wrong with um, making a business deal or something like that. But it's the, the energy that's brought into that deal, the, the energy in the room when there's say a a meeting for a business deal to be done, the, the aura that people give off. And that's, that's another thing I wanted to mention quick that I think a lot of people neglect, a lot of people seem to neglect the fact that intuition is, is everything in a certain sense, because people don't realize that, they actually, you're, I don't want to say it like this, but I can't think of any other phrase. There's a little more naivety to someone's approach in, in, in life in general without, when there's no spirituality attached, so to speak. Yeah. And yeah. you can argue that the other way around. And I see both sides respectively, and I see both sides very strongly. But the the thing is, is that the most successful people, at least the vast majority of them seem to, whether they admit it or not, utilize their intuition. Now, whether it's for good or bad, that's a very different thing. So for example, very quickly, um, Richard Branson of, of Virgin, the CEO of Virgin, I believe he suffers from dyslexia. And his whole life uh, in business was based off of intuition. Now I'm not trying to say the guy was a perfect guy or, or anything like that, but this seems to be at least or I like to think at least that he's a guy who's using his intuition in business to make life better. Like he's, he's creating hyperloop things where humans can travel much quickly across countries in, in a matter of minutes instead of many hours. Right. But then, um, this might be a bad example, but I'm going to use it just because I read about it recently, in the case of, for example, Jeffrey Epstein. Like, I mean I, that, that's a very I know there's a whole thing behind that, so I'm not trying to simplify it, but one thing I found that's very common amongst the woman he dated was that all of the women he dated said he was very intuitive, and he was able mm-hmm. to use his intuition to um, pick out vulnerabilities in people. And that is a perfect example, I think of a depraved person using his, I guess you could say his ability to have more intuition than others naturally to, to figure out what people wanted and then manipulate that. Mm -hmm. I think it's a terrible, everything he did was terrible, but. If, but the guy used his intuition according to like dozens of women and he relied on his intuition more than his intellect. And sorry, but uh, just for me to finish quickly, people seem to think with their minds first and then go with intuition. I think it should be the other way around. Oh, that's great. I I think intuition approach it with intuition. And then if you see something that is just out of place, your mind will pick it out for you your mind yeah. will say, wait a minute. It's, it's not supposed to be like that.
0: Yeah. So, wow. That's great, man. That's why they say literally like listen to
1: your heart. <laughs> yeah, no, your exa- heart. exactly. I mean, there's even, it's funny you say that too, because I've I've seen some cases where people uh, have passed away, be I guess of a broken heart, so to speak, just out of pure um, emotional trauma and then doctors couldn't explain it. Cause on the physical side, they were perfectly healthy, but then, in certain cases they're well, slowly through over the years, they're able to find that you can actually die from a broken heart. Wow. Like from, from so much emotional trauma, if you let it hit you that deep, you can actually die from it. I mean, take a look at, at, at depression. If that's not an example of, of how it can, uh, how it can, how things can hit you, then I don't yeah. know what is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true, man. I've heard that before where
0: like, uh, someone i I remember hearing a story where somebody was together for like 30 40 years if not longer and then their significant other died and then a week later the other person died right what's the the chances of that like that has there's something to that like i
1: don't know it it sounds corny but there's something you're 100 percent right I, i i know exactly what you're saying and that's that's the thing too because some people will Like at least on my, my channel or my show, some people will email me and say, you know, Dave, did you really mean what you, what you said here or there or this or that? And, and I would say yes, but at the same time, please don't always take it as directly as it might sound. I try to, and I appreciate that you can see this. I try to use energy and intuition in my episodes because when I communicate, I try to look at the camera as if that's a a person. Right. Yeah. And I try to use that in a way to try to say, listen, use your intuition to to tell you what you think about these things Mm. that I'm that I'm proposing. If you if you think that it's no um, if what I'm saying is nonsense, then you can easily click away. Like no one's putting a gun to your head, right? So exactly. And I and I base I, I base how many, I guess, listens. On Apple podcasts and Spotify and views on YouTube, I base on how many I get per episode based on the interest of the people mhm that 's what that 's what it seems to be so
0: yeah that 's awesome man what so what would you say Is that what spirituality is to you is kind of just listening to the subtle energies within our body to guide us along the way, and then our mind kind of deciphers it, like deciphers I, the messages
1: I think. To a large extent, I think you nailed it on the head. I think so. I think that our environment is, is the planet we live on is sort of, it is a living thing, but in a certain way, I feel like it's a guide to help us. And we, we're just constantly ignoring it. And then worse, I mean uh, not to sound like a tree hugger, but we're butchering the planet too. I mean, at least physically we're, we're butchering it and, it could heal. It could repair itself. But I mean, I think the more we butcher it, the more, the less it'll help us back in a spiritual sense. Yeah. Whether, whether, whether you think that's, or someone perceives that through to be through karma or through um, staying grounded with the earth when they meditate either way, I think it's either way. It's not a good, uh, it's not a good result. Uh, in many ways physically and in many different like spiritually as, as well yeah if we keep killing the earth
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, Pretty, no. yeah. <laughs> not gonna, there's nothing good from that <laughs> no no exactly yeah yeah it, the problem is is that people don't know we're killing the earth and that it's not even on anybody's radar like it's just like whatever you know if you seeing is believing if you if I look out the window right now I'm like oh I see trees it's the sun shining it's a nice day but we don't right. really know
1: what's actually going on behind the scenes <laughs> well exactly exactly and that, that's that's a whole other thing too and again i i don't mean to to keep uh, bringing it full circle or tying it back but going back to the beginning of our conversation that's how i find the connection in some cases between things that i hate to say this that certain people in the government understand better than we do which is that when they utilize the the magnetic forces of the earth they utilize it in the sense of not trying to ascend themselves spiritually, but they try to make weapons out of it. Yeah. And I think <laughs> that is where one of the biggest problems lie. I think they understand, or at least certain factions within the, the intelligence communities and the military industrial complex, not just in the US, but I also think um, other major nations, they understand this and they use it purely or at least 95% of the time to build weapons. Mm, that's not good. No. And I think like, again, the using electromagnetic forces that science can explain, but at the same time, I think, um, electromagnetic waves and energies is sort of the, at least right now, it seems to be the crossover into understanding the spiritual world Yeah, or or, or worlds. There may be multiple of them. So (laughs) that's just crazy. Which is why one quick thing as well, that when people supposedly, when, when we dropped the, uh, the, 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 the bomb on Hiroshima, the nuke, supposedly there were extraterrestrial beings that visited um, the current U.S. president at the time and, and, and arranged some type of meeting that said, listen, the more of these things you test or drop or, uh, or launch, the more it not only affects this realm here, but the cosmos within other realms of the universe. Wow! I want to get more into that. So, how was he visited? So, supposedly, um, I believe was it. Uh, I think it was Truman that dropped the bomb. I believe it was. I think so? Yeah. But I believe what happened was was that supposedly. That, here's the thing. The thing with World War II was that, in terms of what supposed beings and creatures were working with who it's hard to say. There's many people saying that there were, you know, certain races of, of, spe- of um, extraterrestrials working with the Nazis and then other things like that. But ultimately whoever was working with who, to me, doesn't really matter more so as what happened in 1954. So in 1954, the Griata treaty was signed. Now, if you look that up, that's actually a very public treaty, but the Griata treaty is like the, um, it's very similar to the Antarctic Treaty in the sense that it's one of the few times ever in modern human history where you can get almost every country in the world, big and small, to come together without any debate or discussion and just sign a paper, a document saying, yeah, we're not going to go there or we're going to agree to, to keep it balanced. So that in itself is, it sticks out like a sore thumb to me. The Antarctic Treaty, they signed completely to say, yeah, we're not going there unless we announce it to every other country. We're going there to, expl- um, to explore with professionals. The Griotta Treaty is a space treaty to say that no one can claim planets like the moon or Jupiter. Oh. Who sat right? Now, the thing about that is that it's interesting because supposedly that is just a... F- um, a front for the actual Griotta Treaty, which is that these beings that came to visit at the time, President Eisenhower said, listen, the more nukes you drop, the worse it is for the cosmos. It it disrupts the balance in the universe, which is why to this very day, retired um, admirals and generals will tell you that nuclear warheads that they were going to test in testing sites, like in New Mexico and places like that, have literally been... um, dismantled and disabled. UFOs would come, and it sounds like a scene out of a cartoon movie or a scene out of Star Wars, but they would claim, and there's multiple of them, I think five or six that I could find, UFOs would come and shoot beams into these warheads, and immediately these warheads would completely become disabled. And the interesting thing is these warheads are not connected to one another. Each one has a separate uh, code, and they're not connected at all through any type of Uh, technology in case one of them doesn't work right so their thing was like how could they disable multiple warheads across many different testing sites and it's it's simple they don't want us to even test the the stuff like to to, Uh, to even test the explosions because the little explosions are somehow affecting the cosmos now in what way i don't know but my best um my best analysis of it is that because the nuclear bomb itself is a, is a weapon of destruction. It seems like the, the universe in a certain way understands that. And the universe knows that when something is that of a, of a destructive energy, it's of a lower vibration and lower vibrations tend to cause a ripple effect that ultimately lead to more lower vibrational events. mm-hmm. And so it seems like these beings understand that now maybe I'm completely wrong with that analysis I just gave you, but that's the best to my understanding right now because anything that is manifested in a form of a consciousness that is used as a weapon to be used towards destroying another life of any kind. I think that the universe responds negatively to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're just, it's just so much, you're producing just so much negative energy in one event. It throws off like the equilibrium equilibrium exactly. of the universe in a way. Well, then it exactly. makes me seem like that these aliens are almost like the architects or they're almost like the, uh, like the gatekeepers to this energy. They're like, oh, we can't throw off it this much. So we're going to like disable it. They seem almost like godly beings from that yeah.
1: explanation. Either, um, they're either that, they're either exactly what you said, or they are far more advanced beings that may not even have all the answers to the universe but their their knowledge is far superior to ours yeah it is true uh, i
0: don't don't know why we think aliens are like all omnipotent beings but they also might not know
1: everything right just because they have more knowledge doesn't mean they know everything well the here's here's the thing here's the way i see it and it's kind of like for example if we take i'm going to use the roswell ufo crash just because it's the most popular one um these beings are obviously far more advanced than we are to say if they're creators of the universe or not, I wouldn't like it. It's for me, it's 50, 50. I wouldn't put it past my, uh, my train of thought at the same time, the Roswell crash shows that their technology is as advanced as it is. And their understanding is flawed as well, mm. which shows it that, crashed, right? <laughs> it, well, exactly. Exactly. And so what the way I see it is not that the creator of the universe is all perfect and all knowing, so to speak. But it's almost like if these guys were the creators of the universe, would they, I'd like to think they'd be a little more superior or advanced than being allowing one of their craft to crash. Yeah. Right. And that's just one way of looking at it. That's not the way that, that's not my, my, uh, the direction of thinking, so to speak, but I have to look at all, all angles of it. Right. I also look at the total other angle, which is that it it may have been a staged thing. So there's so many different ways of looking at it that, I mean, could they be creators of the universe? Absolutely. Um, Could they just be beings that have been around a lot longer than us that understand far more? I think that might be the case as well.
0: Yeah ultimately no one really 100% knows quite yet until exactly. we see a, a gray alien come on NBC uh, <laughs> today on the today show. We have the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like then no one's really has to know, but it's cool to entertain the ideas and really like to see that, you know, just because we don't know everything doesn't mean there's, isn't stuff out there for us to, you know, know and dive into.
1: Well, one thing I could say quick is that if, if, they were, if it ever became public and they were allowed to communicate with just the everyday person, believe me, I'd rather have you interview them than I'm going on the Today Show, trust I me. I will. Hey, I'll try and get an alien on
0: here. The yeah. First chance that I can. Maybe I already have, and they're just in human form.
1: Yeah, exactly. Who knows? We, we don't know.
0: <laughs> well, have you ever had any
1: kind of personal experience seeing a extraterrestrial being to tell you the truth and not as much as other people. So, I've seen I've had more paranormal experiences than than UFO or alien ones even though I'd rather probably the other way around. Um so well, it's term- the same thing, aren't they? Isn't that what you said? Like they kind of Well, that's that's the thing too. The 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 understanding is this, like the the understanding of the science that connects the two is the same thing. The technology oh. they use with yeah. yeah. But in terms of like uh UFO and alien experiences, there was one, um, one instance when my father actually was, was younger and he saw just outside of his house, two gentlemen dressed in all black, um, walking in a, in an almost robotic like manner. And he tried to say hi to them. I believe he was, he was in his late teens. I think it was. And he, he kept looking at them and he said he got this like r- really shitty feeling in his stomach, almost as if something was saying to him telepathically, leave us alone. Wow. And the two gentlemen were walking by the sidewalk in front of my father's house. And then um, he saw them and they looked at him and their eyes just completely turned green. Now. Wow. Again, that, that that sounds like a scene out of a movie, but this is when I I try to say that Hollywood or again, certain parts of the intelligence agencies within the government have used these experiences to be implemented into the mainstream media to ridicule it, to say that everything you hear, all oh, the little gray guys with the green eyes and this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's all BS. Yeah. And so that's sort of tying back into what I was trying to explain earlier, but That's in terms of alien and stuff, that's the closest I've come to seeing one. (laughs) And it's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's that's not really, that's not really close. Paranormal is a very different story. Very different. You want to dive into that? Yeah, sure. So the old house I used to live in uh, many years ago was there was this, supposedly this lady that lived there, um, lady as in spiritual lady from, couple hundred years prior and the area we lived in was considered to be witch territory for hundreds of years before that. Wow. And where so, is this? You want to disclose that or not? Yeah, sure. This is, this is in, uh, this is in Toronto in, uh, oh, wow. in Canada. This is a, uh, in the, uh, the GTA, in the greater Toronto area, mm-hmm. in the, um, in the suburbs part. And so, um, I, I would get more specific than that, but it would give away the, the locations. <laughs> so, Are you Canadian? Uh, I am. Yeah. Oh, but wow, I, I, that's cool. I've been to the U S many times. I kind of jump back and forth, but um, so long story short, this lady, every time someone in our family would leave, I would hear this late, like leave the house. Um, This lady would start to become more active. So the kitchen table chairs used to move. They not nothing crazy, but they used to kind of shake a little bit. Um, Whenever people within my family would come home, She would, you know, the garage door would open up and the car would go into the garage. And then what would happen is that she, it's almost like routine. She would have to come. She always stayed at the very top floor of the house and she would always have to come to the edge of the stairs to sort of see like who was coming back. And I say this, not because I was able to see her as much as I was able to hear her Mm. and and see the things she was able. I, I saw, uh, Doors open. I'm sure this was her. Um, I've seen, for example, uh, bed sheets. Literally, not in a violent manner, so to speak, but bed sheets literally go from being completely flat to one corner of the bed, almost as if a hand took it and flipped it open, uh. Uh, or like flipped the sheets over. And so, paranormally, those have been my experiences. Thank God, it's it hasn't been anything super negative. There was one instance in that same house where I woke up in the middle of the night, probably it was about one, 1 15, I saw two children with, um, unfortunately with, with what seemed to be like their faces burned, okay. sort of like, yeah, they didn't say anything to me, but the feeling I got from them was like they were lost spiritually. And it was kind of like, can, can, can you help me sort of, or can you help us understand where we are? I closed my eyes, opened again, and at least visually they were gone. Mm. So those are the only experiences that I've had, um, paranormally. I know some people have had much more extreme ones, but mm. yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, the paranormal,
0: um, activity is such a. Well, I, the first one's a great movie, first of all. I I wasn't yeah. I'm not going on the movie, but I just I like the I like the first paranormal activity. But paranormal right. activity, like the concept itself, <laughs> yeah. yeah, is um it's a it's it's a it's very widespread. Like I feel like it's not like a rare thing for people to have ghost stories such right. as yours. And it's right. uh, like right. poltergeist activities such as yours where objects just kind of like fling across the room. Like I always like, what is that? Is there some kind of like dimensional crossing that goes on and it just, something just gets like, it's like, it gets stuck in another dimension for a little bit and then it just comes back into ours. Like are these actual other beings you think?
1: I, here's the thing. I think, um, some of them are deceased people that used to live in this world. I think, others, not so much. And I think that's why there's different, I guess you could say uh, I don't want to use the term too loosely, but different realms, so to speak. And I think that's why you have the case of in the most extreme cases, you have demons and then it sort of kind of works its way down to hopefully be a little more positive. And then you have neutral spirits, spirits that are not good or bad. They kind of don't, they, they kind of make their presence known, but they don't bother anybody. Mm -hmm. And then there's ones that are very positive and it seems like the positive ones never stay here because again, they, it seems like they've ascended. I have yet to hear an experience where it's been extremely positive other than people having dreams of deceased loved ones. Mm -hmm. That's it. I mean, I, I, maybe you can tell me honestly, but I've never heard of a paranormal experience that was in a certain way positive. I've never heard of a, yeah, a of a ghost uh, move something or open a door in a positive way. Like, I know yes. that's, you know what I mean though? Like I've never heard a ghost, for example, like throw a pen across the room cause they're happy. <laughs> yeah yeah that's you know? true
0: why is it always it seems like the the ghost if there is one it's angry and it's like at a, you just it seems just like scary They're, that's true we don't seem to communicate if these are other beings it doesn't seem like right. we're hanging out together having a good time right. sharing <laughs> I, cross-dimensional experiences with each other it's like actually violent things that seem
1: to happen exactly the only time i i guess you could call it maybe a I, don't, I wouldn't even classify it as a positive experience, but when people, for example, unfortunately when family members of theirs pass away, people claim that at the edge of their bed, they'll see that person who just died standing there in a mm. sort of way of saying goodbye before they move on. Mm. Um, that's the most quote unquote positive type of story I've ever heard other than either that or people being visited in their dreams to be told something um, when they're sleeping. I like I said I've never heard of a ghost throwing something across the room than going hey, like you know mm-hmm. I'm i and then you get a good feeling it's always your gut gets that very eerie feeling um, the air turns very cold so it's almost like whatever can't ascend or doesn't want to stays here yeah so to speak you yeah. know what's interesting about like ghost stories is
0: mm. that they're like localized. Like it's usually around a house or maybe yeah. sometimes around a person. Like it's like, I've never had an experience like that ever in my life. Really? Like there's maybe one instance where there was something weird, but it was nothing definitive where I saw an apparition or lights were flickering or something like that. Right. Or I, or just anything really. Like I didn't hear any noises. So right. maybe I just, I'm not in, I've never been in a local, like a localized haunted area and it makes me wonder, like, does it have something to do with the electromagnetic energy of like that certain region, like a house? Like, is there something like literally draining and bringing
1: people down? Okay. So I think you transitioned this perfectly because I wanted to bring this up regardless. <laughs> um, and I want to ask you after I explain it to, there seems to be, and I mentioned this in my episode a few days ago uh, about the, the Vatican, the book, and I'm doing a, an episode next week about a, a poem that supposedly kills people or at the very least harms people if they speak oh. loud. Oh, and shit. yeah. And there seems to be a connection between the science and the understanding of science and, and the different types of vibrations. And, but the question then becomes, and science can't explain this, at least to what I know, can someone with enough focus and energy, can a consciousness such as a human being like us take spiritual, um, or use spirituality to, how do I, I, guess, cast or project negativity or positivity onto an object or a set of words like or a something spell. Like uh, correct. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I, I'm trying to describe it in more of a, a way that science could also, I guess, relate to it. Yeah, so to speak. I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying, right? And so mm-hmm. I was going to ask what you think. Do you think that it's possible that, people can, through enough manifestation of energy with enough focus, whether it's through meditation or or some other form, whether positive or negative, you think they can cast a spell or some type of hex onto a a set of words or an object? I mean, I think it is possible.
0: Mm. I don't know how. I just think that it's too much of a widespread phenomenon in the Experience that it, it seems to be like that's what happens like something gets i know it sounds weird because you're using like magic lingo like using like like something gets cursed or something yeah. has a spell on it but i think you know if you want to think in terms of not magic and like f- in terms of energy there ha- right. just as ha- something happens with the energy of a localized region or even of a person or like a, of an object like you said where there are certain ways where you can transmutate some kind of energy of words into right. that place. So I could say like, you know, like they say in Harry Potter, like uh expelliarmus, like it's, it's that simple. It's that same concept of, right. of you, like that energy of the, it's, it's more about like the intention. I think it's not really about more so of the words. It's like the intention behind the energy. And if you truly do whatever kind of ritual that you need to do to, to put that hex on something. Yeah. I think there is something to that because everything is connected in this world, right? Like everything, we're all, every, we're all one. We're one physically, consciously, but we're also one atomically and energetically with everything. Like with this, yes. cup. like we're all the same, right. uh, we're all the same hologram. So I think right. since we're part of this world, we can also affect this world in other ways that I think goes beyond like the five senses and kind of just things that, you know, getting the stuff what you talk about, like energetically and behind the scenes, we can, yes, affect this world almost magically.
1: Man, you you said it better than I probably could. I think that it, you're you're bang on, and maybe again, maybe we're both wrong, maybe we're both right, but it seems like that's what that's what it it leads to. So at least the sense of spirituality and science and. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I mentioned this in, in an episode I did, but why is it that some of the most respected scientists that either now or have died, for example, Einstein, his quote, he said something along the lines of religion without science is lame and science without religion is pointless. So he said something like that. Yeah. And I think he was using the word religion just because at the time, spirituality wasn't a very commonly used word, but I think if he was around today. He would probably replace the word religion with spirituality. Yeah. I know what you mean. That's just my, my opinion. Right. And so I I try not to get too much into like the, the magic side of it, just even though I'm very interested in it, I don't try to explain it to people just because I don't understand it. I have friends who who understand it much better than I do. So um, I've, you know, I've, I've made mistakes in certain episodes, explaining things incorrectly when it comes to the spirit side of it. So I always try to make sure if I'm going to explain something, I asked one of my friends first and now I know if it's okay down the road, I can ask you as well. Cause you seem to understand very well. Um, and <laughs> then, uh, bef- then I'll do the episode and say, try to explain it properly. Right. Mm. But I'm super interested in the, uh, in the occult and, and, and things like that, but I'm more interested in trying to connect it to exactly. Yeah. Just to science rather than just kind of go down the rabbit hole. Mm. I love doing that stuff, but if I can connect, that rabbit hole to another rabbit hole, so to speak, and find an intertwinement, then I'm much more satisfied. Yeah. The the truth lies in the middle of that, in that connection. Right. Right. And I think that's, I think that's one of the reasons why in a lot of cases, like uh, for example, the book of Enoch um, or well, there's three of them, why the Vatican doesn't consider that to be canon or original. I have no idea. And well, I mean, I think I have an idea. It's because if they considered it, if they, um, I guess, gave validity to it, they would essentially be encouraging things they can't control. Because the Book of Enoch, uh, to my understanding, talks about many things that it seems like... The, the Vatican or the Catholic church can't wrap their hands around in a way where they can control their followers. And mm. I'm not trying to disrespect the, the Catholic religion or any other religion. I think the Catholic religion is a, I think the the values that they teach are fantastic. I think the problem is the institution. Yeah. I think more than yeah. I think they. I have friends who grew up Catholic who are completely um, who are now atheists, but they hold those same values because the values taught them to you know be respectful to people, be polite, and and you know so on. You know the basic stuff that any moral human would probably we'd like them to have, right? <laughs> exactly. <So. laughs>
0: yeah, it's about but, the actions, not about the whole ritualistic institutional.
1: It, well, it, exactly, exactly. And I would say that about any other religion as well. I mean, that's... I'm not trying to, you know, uh, shit on the Catholic Church, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we the Catholic Church has had its fair share of controversy.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, what is...
1: The Book of Enoch, like what is the actual? If you can give a quick synopsis of what's in that. Okay, so the Book of Enoch supposedly, and I'm not very well versed on this, so I may get some things wrong. You, if uh, if you know better than I do, then please correct me. But I don't, the, I don't know. what's in oh, it. Oh, okay. okay. So <laughs> the, the Book of Enoch was supposedly written um, many years before you, uh, Moses. Uh, sorry, Noah was around from Noah's Ark. Apparently, Enoch was. If I'm not mistaken, Noah's great great grandfather, I think that's what it was. And the book of Enoch essentially describes and talks about the Nephilims, the giants, and oh, yeah. the watchers and the fallen angels. Now, I know what you're talking about, yep. Right, okay. So this goes into a few different things. This opens up the idea that if we assume for a second the book of Enoch is considered canon and original because I personally, and I don't mean disrespect to the church, but I don't know why the, the, they're the ones who get to decide what's legit and what's not. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cause you know, they're humans just like us, but ultimately the book of Enoch describes things that are very similar to what sound like UFO abductions in a oh, certain wow. sense. Yeah. So Enoch talks about in his writings, he talks about flying amongst the heavens It's space. Let's face it. That's space. He's he's probably talking about space. (laughs) Um, And the way he describes the heavens are the planets in the solar system. So whether or not he may be astral projected whether or not he was abducted by a UFO. I don't know. All I know is that he's describing things starkly similar to what our, our solar system is made up of. Now that's one side of it. The other part of the book talks about the Nephilims, the giants, the, the, the watchers and the fallen angels. Now, I guess a way of trying to visualize it would to be to watch the film Noah with Russell Crowe. Um, Cause those stone beings, those stone creatures are supposed to be the fallen angels that, um, and these fallen angels, according to Enoch were angels that, uh, wanted to help humanity. But God realized that humanity had to be sort of reset and couldn't be saved. The thing is, is the whole part about that is, do I believe there was the possibility of beings or creatures? I guess you could say giants and all that. Absolutely. But the whole thing of like God wanting there to be a full on reset, I, I I don't know about that. I, I don't, yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to think it was maybe some type of uh, an alien to maybe speaking to Enoch, um, maybe uh, whether through their subconscious or telepathically, or it, maybe Enoch could have been literally um, talking out of his ass. I, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. that is also a possibility. Yeah. So like I, I just try to, to relate and connect the things that that seem to make sense and fall in line directly with um, with what we can describe today. When he says that God wanted there to be a reset, oh man, you can go into so many different interpretations of that. Yeah, that exactly. Like, so I try to focus more on like the, the the fallen angels, the giants, and those types of parts of Enoch. But Enoch is is, is um, three books in total. That the. Mm-hmm. The, the church in the Vatican say is, they, they pretty much say, don't look at it. Like, don't read it. Mm. It's not, they actually say in some cases, some priests have said, it's unholy to read things that the church hasn't validated. Mm. So, that makes me want to read it more. No, well, exactly. Right? <laughs> Reverse exactly. psychology. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it seems like Enoch just interpreted uh, what seems to be an extraterrestrial event as god because that's i would do like if i didn't know anything back way back then i would be like this is this has to be god this crazy looking transmission or if it was like a actual physical thing this crazy looking thing or if it was some kind of psychic transmission either way i would probably interpret that as god and i think that's where a lot of it gets uh, lost in translation too is like maybe these things that they regard, like getting this is the whole basis this whole conversation and it seems to be like maybe these spiritual beings that they called angels demons and in God, maybe it was just right. this extraterrestrial race that has been
1: here with us. Like since our inception. Well, exactly. And that, that's the other thing too. Like I, I like to give the example of when somebody, if we took, for example, let's say we were able to time travel into the past. If we took a car or a motorcycle and we dropped it into the year 1300 or 1400, they'd probably figure out how to ride it, but they'd have no idea how it worked. They, yeah. Just because the, the knowledge wasn't there, the resources, like, well, the resources were there. They just didn't know how to get it and make it like, they just weren't that far ahead. Right. And so would they figure out how to write it? I maybe, because once you figure things, you know, through touch and feel, you can kind of see, okay, we can get it going like this and that, but they'd probably never figure out how it worked. And I think that's where the, the book of Enoch kind of falls into place, which is that did, was he taken aboard some type of UFO craft? I mean, I encourage you to read it for yourself because what you'll realize is that he talks about what seems to be going aboard what we think now to be a spaceship. Mm. Wow. Right? And consider that to be so many thousands of years ago. I'd like to say that he, he described it pretty well considering he had no idea what it was. Mm. Right? Man. So,
0: If all of these things do happen to be like all these old spiritual texts you happen to be, they seem to revolve around some kind of cataclysmic event that has happened. Right. Yeah. And like there, there was some kind of like, uh, yeah, it was like a reset. Like you call it, like there was just something where God or whatever this race was, it was like, Oh, there they, it's almost like we knew too much or like we were, we were using our intuition in the wrong way yes. like before. Like we were destroying ourselves or like causing some kind of imbalance where God or the aliens or whatever it is decide
1: to say, all right, let's, let's, let's check them. Let's, let's right. flood. And it's, it's, it's interesting because the, the book of Enoch talks about humanity being in a state of amnesia. And what's ironic about this is that Enoch meant state of amnesia spiritually. And in the sense that I, we talked about earlier uh, where every X amount of years, it's almost like humans are not wiped out, but there's a reset in our consciousness. Yeah. And, this falls in line directly with supposedly the interview that a bunch of scientists held with the aliens that survived the Roswell crash. And they supposedly said through a leaked transcript, they supposedly said these alien these beings that humanity's in a state of amnesia and that we as humans are long time ancestors. Actually, we were not even originated on this planet. So to speak, we yeah. were at- I watched that video of yours
0: the other day, and uh, that was pretty far out. So like, right? Means, okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that means yeah. we're the aliens. Mm. I think that we're a part of like our DNA just seems so distant from any other like animal. You know, like we have civilization, we have podcasts, we have just right. trains and, and planes. Uh, it just yep. seems like yes, we are animals. We are of, we are of animalistic origin, but it only seems like half of us. It
1: seems like our DNA was built off of a primate exactly and it's almost kind of like when people say what if we are the aliens I would say you know what probably um, in a certain way but at the same time I don't think that we would be the only ones like when they say you know what if this whole time these UFOs are just us from the future I think we're one species amongst many I think that's not an unrealistic um, uh, how do I unrealistic train of thought to have, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think when people talk about like star seeding and stuff, I think the fact that we're on the verge right now as a civilization to putting politics aside and stuff, to be able to, to, to look at and see things and um, be able to in a certain way, terraform certain planets. Um, the fact that we're thinking about it means that hopefully one day we'll get there. Hmm.
0: Right. I think we will. I think that's our destiny to become inter, uh, what's the word? Interplanetary, I think it Interplanetary is. Interplanetary species, maybe eventually intergalactic species. Right, right, exactly. Which is, that's at that point, we'll just be a completely different form. Like,
1: we won't even it, look like humans. Exactly. We might it, look like gray aliens. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Almost in a certain way, it's kind of, yeah, we'll kind of look at them and say, like, wait, it's us. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah this just at that point we're just different beings what do you think humans place is in the universe right now like if there are other beings and it's just all different wavelengths of different forms and realms of consciousness where do humans play like what is our role in this whole conundrum of different life forms um we're, oof like why are we humans and why are there aliens are they are they harvesting our
1: energy or something well, the thing, I, well, here's the thing I think in terms of to address the first part of the question, I think as this, uh, the species we are, I'd, I'd like to think we're probably on the mid to lower spectrum of u- universal knowledge and technological advancement. I think mm-hmm. we're probably. Oh, yo, can you hear me?
0: I lost you again, man. The aliens, they found out, they cut out your feed. Can you hear me? Oh. Yep. Yep. Oh, I think I thought the aliens cut out the feed. You are like here comes the
1: truth. (laughs) Um, I know. Right. (laughs) It's interesting. It cuts out right when that happens, but um, yeah. (laughs) uh, uh, Where was I? Um, Oh, I think that we're on the middle to lower spectrum, but I think at the same time under the assumption that there's multiple races out there, I think that we're not at the very bottom. I think we might be close to the bottom, but I don't think we're at the very bottom. Yeah, I don't think we're at the bottom either because we can see other life forms
0: that are clearly less conscious than us. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Are, and we're, Is our job to ascend, you think? I think that's the natural progression, but I think there's a lot of things in the way that are trying to prevent that, whether they know it or not, whether it's institutions, whether it's... Um, the government. And, and the thing I thank you for bringing this up, because I think the ability to ascend the ability to, um, to ascend to higher levels of consciousness and spirituality, the first thing that needs to be available is open knowledge. And I think one of the reasons why you and I are sitting here having this conversation is because of things like the internet, which has allowed knowledge to expand more. But the thing is, is that the, the, the knowledge that is part of the next step, which is, I think the knowledge that is being hidden and covered up, I think un- unless we know that we can't tr- really ascend to our truest form, so to speak. Uh-huh. And I say that because it's kind of like you're skipping over a step. You can't skip it. There's X amount of steps to ascend uh, spiritually. And one of them, and one of the probably the first ones is to, is to be able to know as much as one can. And I think that the fact that there's so much distortion is what stops us from actually ascending. Now, whether or not the church knows that or the Vatican or certain people in the government know that, I don't know, but it seems like things are a little bit too coincidental uh, in certain instances for them to not know. Yeah.
0: Which and that makes, that leads me to believe that there are, there is a fundamental energy of good and bad in the, not, I don't know if you want to say good and bad, but to keep it simple, it's like positive and negative. Right And and it seems right. like the negative is just trying to keep us our, our point of view this big when really our natural state of order is to just continually expand our awareness and ascend or like to be reached new states of consciousness. And from there, we evolve physically as a whole
1: species. Exactly. Exactly. I think you, you nailed it on the head. You described it perfectly. Yeah. Well, that's like, then that means like there's meaning into
0: like this life. Like there is a good and a bad side. They're, like there, the goal is for
1: us to better further our entire species ascension. Right. And I think exactly. And I think the, I think the problem is, is that when only a handful of human or, or creatures within any species is holding back the rest of their species. I think that's when no progress, excuse me, no progress will be made. Yeah. I think no progress will be made. Yeah. Luckily we have, you know, I think free speech and
0: being able to like have these conversations is like one of the greatest things that we're able to have. Like there's a, there's a lot that you can get from just simple dialogue and just people being able to talk. Like once, once the powers that be find out that free speech, uh, exactly. isn't, yeah. isn't, <laughs> isn't, a, isn't a great thing for, um, keeping us controlled, then, I don't know. I mean, that seems to be like the dystopian future in which we're touching upon right now. But
1: uh, well, that, exactly. And the, the, the question then becomes: After that, like, have we truly ever been? Uh, are we still suppressed at this moment? Was the, for example, in the case of technology and the internet, was it was it truly did it come out in a very open fashion? to the world and to the people, or did it come out in a way that appeared to be open and transparent, but is really curated in the sense of like in, in this, in the sense of how they can surveil anything now. Yeah. Yeah, Right. That's true. So like we can have these conversations, which is fantastic. That's half the battle. But the other half of the battle is if they're listening in, then okay, they might not be able to prevent us from uploading this to our, you know, to YouTube and to, to the different places, but they might be able to quiet us afterwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the trouble. Yeah. That's the trouble. Exactly. And I think mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the problem.
0: Damn. Well, nothing's going to stop me. Can't
1: hold no, me back. I certainly hope not. Cause I, I, I love the way you interview and, and everything you're doing on your channel. And thanks man. And
0: same for you too. Thank you. Thank keep you. spreading the truth. Keep spreading the good vibes out there, and uh, let's keep doing our thing. You know, um, absolutely. And I, I'd love to have you on one of these days on my uh, on my channel if you'd ever like to come on. I'm always down, man. 100. percent I love these kind of conversations. Cool, cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, we. I feel like we could go all day. But if oh, we I wrap feel- it up here, I think we've, we've been like an hour and a half. Sure, sure. Yeah, we could go all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, this was fun. Uh, we. I feel like we just touch the, the tip of the iceberg when it came to come to a lot of topics but if anyone wants to find out more head on over to generation Z, right yes thank you Gen- yeah. generation Z. um i mean you could get lost you could spend a whole afternoon on your channel man and just like thank I, you sometimes i watch the videos and I just i had to step back and just question life a little bit because there's some, <laughs> i mean it's like i i can easily digest that stuff and just like brush it off but like to somebody that's faint of heart they'd be like what like? What are you talking about? All this stuff, right? It, it doesn't seem to make sense at surface value, but when you you know when you think about things a little more and look the, think outside the box, and
1: you know, starts to add up. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. That's that's like like we said at the very beginning. I, the the pieces of the puzzle are there. I'm just trying to put it together, and I think you're doing a fantastic job of putting it together. Thanks, man. so Appreciate that. Appreciate thank you very much. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk very soon.
0: Hopefully. Sounds good, brother. So uh, peace out. Thanks for everybody uh, tuning in and uh, yeah. Generation Z. Take care, man. Thank you. Peace. Peace.